the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q good evening this is the prime evening news for today wednesday september 14th 2022 i am your presenter jade george in the headlines, economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine laments the growing concern over the poor economic climate in Dominica and the fact that the banks are continuing to leave the country. And the Bahamas proclaimed King Charles III as its new head of state in a ceremony at Parliament Square in the capital, Nassau, on Sunday, while some called for reparation payments and an apology for slavery. And the manager at Northeastern Virtual La Reality Lab was sent to the hospital after he sustained a minor hand injury from a package that detonated at Northeastern University in Boston in the U.S. on Tuesday evening. The news is brought to you compliments Discover Dominica Authority. The details of these coming up next. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. October 20th to 30th, 2022, Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Crayon Music Festival. Three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage. For more information, visit www.dominicafestivals.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at Dominica.Festivals. Dominica's World Crayon Music Festival, celebrating 22 years in 2022. October 28th to 30th. There continues to be growing concern over the current economic climate of Dominica and the fact that the banks are leaving provides little solace. Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine provides insight into the banking system and how they operate along with information on how to navigate the economic climate. Dr. Fontaine painted the realities facing the banks and why they may have chosen to leave the island. Consideration of those banks is that why take the risk? Why take the risk for a country where you're barely making profits? And people say, oh, well, you know, all these years the banks exploited us, the money's been going on. But that's not, in the scheme of things, the size of Dominica in the global financial system is minuscule. So Scotia Bank or Barclays Bank does not rise or fall on what is going on. The monies that they get in a whole year in Dominica, they make in a couple of hours in other countries. Okay, so that idea, that notion that this bank always oh, good that they're gone because they were just exploiting us is ridiculous. Okay? What they did, what they offered was stability. What they offered was putting some real, you know, really helping us in the banking system. The fact that they're now gone is a cause of concern. And the question is, is it linked to money laundering in Dominica? Is it linked to financial crimes? Are these banks simply deciding it is not worth the risk. Is that what the decision is? Now, if that is the case, and let's dwell on that for a few minutes, if the case is that those banks which have left, like Royal Bank and Scotia Bank, if it is the case that they've left because of the pressure put on them by U.S. regulators, then they have a serious problem. Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine.
The Peace Walkers of Dominica took to the streets this morning on walk number 25. Today's theme focused on the actions and examples of Jesus Christ and those who proclaim to follow his teachings. The walkers' voices are being heard and despite police confrontation and threats of being arrested, the walkers continue to march on speaking out against child abuse, social injustices and a great, greater need to appreciate God. Here are some of the voices of the walkers of this morning's protest. Let us remember the elderly and the handicapped who would not be able to move quickly out of harm. Let us also remember the children who in addition to having to deal with pedophiles and child abusers have to deal with storms and hurricanes. C'est pas pour nous yon. Ouais, quel monde là pour qu'on ait marché là, ça c'est mon cadeau bout bas en pays. Même si ni toi, toi mon camarade, et ben le cadeau bout pour pays, ça qu'a pas de sens. I stood up in my veranda and I watched from north, south, east and west. I say Lord, you are Lord. We are not going to put scary down, but you your little tip of your finger going to frustrate it. No election! No reform! No election! No reform! No election! No election! No election! But it's calling Dominica back to the place where we will buy the truth and know what is true. Because what we are carrying is not true. Because we know it's not the peaceful people here walking and asking for reform, who are the ones causing destruction in Russo? We know that, and they know that. The voices of the peace walkers. Dominica will join the rest of the world in celebrating World Rivers Day on September 25th, 2022. World Rivers Day is celebrated on the fourth Sunday of September every year to increase public awareness about rivers and to encourage their conservation. The day celebrates Earth's waterways in which over 60 countries participate every year. World Rivers Day events take place across six continents in countries ranging from Canada to England and Dominica is no exception. This year will be the 17th year of celebrating World Rivers Day. World Rivers Day, as you know, this year will be celebrated in more than 100 countries. There'll be thousands of events, millions of participants, uh, and the event really strives to try and create a greater awareness of the many values of our rivers. It also tries to increase public awareness of the many pressures and threats that confront rivers. And lastly, it strives to engage people and communities to a greater degree with their local waterways. And I believe you are succeeding on all of those fronts. So once again, congratulations to all those involved in organizing the activities this year. They do such important work in terms of engaging people at the local level. And when you come right down to it, not only public awareness, but community engagement is a key part of the solution if we are to do a better job in protecting rivers. So once again, thanks to all our volunteers. That was Mark Angelo, chair and founder of World Rivers Day. 
The World Health Organization defines health as a state of total physical, mental, and social well-being rather than merely the absence of disease and the infirmity. Acting Director of Primary Health Care Services, Dr. Lenora Favre-Drago, notes that the change from the Ministry of Health to the Ministry of Health and Wellness should be greatly acknowledged. She underlines that the primary health care approach is both a philosophy of health and an approach to providing health care services that embraces five types of care to include promotive, preventative, curative, rehabilitative, and supportive. The World Health Organization adopted the primary health care approach as the basis of effective delivery of health care services, and some might venture to say the most important aspect of healthcare. No child goes to college before going to primary school. The primary healthcare approach is both a philosophy of health and an approach to providing healthcare services and embraces five types of care. Promotive, that's why we need the health promotion unit. It is preventative, our doctors and our nurses, our community health aides. It is curative, Again, the medical staff, rehabilitative and supportive. She continued by highlighting the fundamentals of basic health care, stating that it requires links with the general population, the right technologies and cross-sectoral cooperation, in addition to the assistance of nurses and doctors. And the principles of primary health care are accessibility. So you will find that we have had over the years a drive to improve our healthcare facilities and the government of Dominica has seen it fit to do so in providing us with new state-of-the-art beautiful buildings that we can work comfortably in. When before we had 48 or so buildings that were not comfortable to working, <laughs> right now we're working in clean, beautiful environments that our clients enjoy coming to. And the primary healthcare approach is public participation, so none of this can be done without you, the public. Health promotion, appropriate technology, we're surrounded by cameras and media people, I'm seeing telephones, and intersectoral cooperation. So we not only need the nurses and the doctors and the media, but we need the supermarkets, we need the Ministry of Education, we need everyone to come on board. Acting Primary Health Care Services Director, Dr. Lenora Favre-Drago. The Dominica Bureau of Standards and CARICOM Regional Organization for Standards and Quality officially launched the Metrology Laboratory and National Center of Testing Excellence today, 14th September 2022. The commissioning follows significant upgrades by the DBOS and the government of Dominica to retrofit the measurement laboratory as well as support by the EPA and the CSME standby facility for a capacity buildings project entitled Strengthening of the Regional Quality Infrastructure Program in Barbados, Dominica and St. Kitts and Nevis. Miguel Larocque, the director of the Dominica Bureau of Standards, expressed his delight during the opening remarks as they celebrated the formal commissioning of our nation's metrology laboratory. He stated that the Bureau's management and employees are persistently pursuing the goal of becoming one of the foremost standardized organizations in the region. As a solid team of hardworking individuals, we at the Bureau are also quite committed to our mission to improve the global competitiveness of Dominica's goods and services 
and enhancing the overall quality of life of its citizens through the promotion and maintenance of standards and standards-related activities. Being the designated National Metrology Institute, we have the responsibility for being the custodian and variations level of metrological equipment. And so the onus is on the Bureau to ensure that our measurement systems are accurate, traceable, and reliable. Hence, we are here, we are very committed and continuously improving our competence and capabilities towards serving our country through high-level testing, calibration, and other measurement services. Through this project, we will now be able to provide an even higher level of quality technical support to the various industries. The commissioning will also formally announce the laboratory's opening to the business sector and debut the institution's new services. The presentation will honor the collaborative effects that lead to this creation. We can now boast of having the necessary equipment to provide testing and measurement services of the highest caliber thanks to the equipment and technical support provided by the strengthening of the Regional Quality Infrastructure Program as well as assistance from the government of Dominica. Accurate measurements through the use of quality tools and techniques will guarantee customer satisfaction and confidence. While the lack of it could result in disastrous and even fatal outcomes, I mean, just imagine if a patient is given incorrect dose of medication because of uncalibrated equipment or instrument. It is for this reason that we at the Bureau will neither suffer slumber when it comes to ensuring that the services that we provide are of the highest quality and conforms to the required regulations and standards and specifications. Guidelines and regulations that cover equipment and methods can only be enforced if the measurements used to verify their compliance are accurate and traceable to internationally agreed reference measurement standards and are performed using approved and correctly calibrated instruments. Director of the Dominica Bureau of Standards, Miguel Larocque. The National Multipurpose Agro-Processing Facility Project is being carried out with funding provided by the Caribbean Development Bank under the CARIFORM Forum and the CARICOM Single Market and Economy Standby Facility to the Government of Dominica through the Ministry of Trade, Commerce, Entrepreneurship, Innovation, Business and Export Development. The project is essential to the development of the agro-processing industry and will be crucial in realizing the government's goal of agriculture contributing 700 million EC dollars to the GDP by 2030. Acting Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Trade, Mrs. Margaret Baptist, indicated that the government acknowledges the agro-processing sector as a vehicle for development within Dominica's agricultural sector during the project's launch this afternoon at the Dominica Bureau of Standards grounds. The government of Dominica recognizes the agro-processing sector as an important vehicle for development, value addition, to Dominica's fresh agricultural produce is identified as having significant potential to contribute to the country's socio-economic development and resilience. Thus, the government has indicated its prioritization of the industry with the articulation of the development cell goals in numerous national policy documents. Among the actions to assist in pursuit of these goals a building of farmers' capacity and capabilities, expanding and diversifying of Dominica's production and exports of fresh produce, 
improving Dominica's overall trade position, including narrowing the significant negative trade balance, broadening the geographical reach of its agricultural exports to regional and international markets by enhancing market access and market requirements. Baptist claims that the project is urgently needed and is very timely given the increased emphasis on value-added goods for domestic and international trade. This project is quite timely and absolutely necessary as we intensify focus on increasing value-added products for local consumption and export. It is with profound gratitude that we wish to most heartily commend the Caribbean Development Bank for making available the required grant funding under the CARIFORUM European Union Economic Partnership Agreement and the CARICOM Single Market and Economy Standby Facility for capacity building to undertake this very vital project. Through the project, sorry, though the project will be jointly implemented by the Ministry of Trade and Commerce and the Dominica Export Import Agency over a one-year period, we appeal for the collaborative support from the beneficiaries and the other relevant ministries and agencies to ensure success. The technical assistance provided is aimed at developing a comprehensive proposal towards the establishment of a national agro-processing facility and seeks to strengthen how agro-food value chains in Dominica can meet international recognized quality standards and access greater export opportunities. Acting Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Trade, Mrs. Margaret Baptist. Author of the recently released book, Spotlight in the Arts, Mr. Ian Jackson proudly claimed that he did not regret bringing to light the talents of two people, Mr. Wayne Benjamin and Denison Joseph. He was speaking at the launching of the ceremony of his newly published book at the University of the West Indies Auditorium on Tuesday evening. I was the first to bring the talents of Wayne Benjamin and Denison Joseph to light through my newspaper column. And today they have risen to national fame and are now artistically known everywhere as Skinny Banton or Shadow Flow and King Dice. And I was happy to have done that. Just saw them singing on a step and I just thought it was very interesting and I approached them and I decided to do an article on this gentleman. Since then, I have journeyed distances to interview talents. I have had hundreds of appointments and hundreds have been broken. Hundreds of recordings have been brought to me and shows that I actually had no interest in. I felt it was the public interest to know, and I went to see them. Not all shows I like. I mean, everybody have their choice of shows, but I just felt the onus was on me to go as an art critic, just to look at it and give my comments on the show. Jackson added that he is also aware of that some people have written to him asking for a merited award for his dedicated commitment to the values of art and literature and his confidence that many more will follow. I'm also aware that persons have written requesting meritorious awards for my dedicated service in his vocation. I'm also aware that many more have and will receive the same for much less. However, this labor of love that I do, I seek no reward from man. And as a Christian, I'm well aware that one should always seek what pleases the maker, and so my labor continues. When I was called upon this year by some 21 convent students at different times to provide information for the SBAs on Calypso and the chronicling of social events in Dominica for the English SBA, I was again convinced that Jackson, you are doing something good because they've tried everywhere and apparently 
Many persons directed them to me, and I was very pleased to be of assistance to 21 convent students who did the SBAs today on that particular topic. Meanwhile, Acting Chief Cultural Officer Olson Matthew contends that author Mr. Jackson is someone who firmly stands by his beliefs, life experiences, and reality. This may have earned him a few enemies in the business, but some saw it as an incentive to do better, or to be better. He praised Mr. Jackson for including not just his work in his new publications, but those of other individuals in the various art disciplines. And we all know Mr. Ian Jackson, or Jacko as we call him, as someone who stands strongly by his opinion, his experiences, and his reality, which might have landed him a few enemies in the industry, although some saw it as motivation, motivation to quote-unquote prove man like Mr. Rob, and I've gotten a lot of that within the music industry. So, you know, sometimes this is the type of guidance that we need. We are fully aware of and grateful for your contribution to the performing arts like poetry and music through RSB, Phase 5, and um, the Calypso Arena as an acclaimed writer and performer, as well as your role in grooming and molding young minds as a teacher. But this publication, while it epitomizes your passion for the literary arts, combined with that of the performing arts, is not all about you. You have identified the need to also highlight the works of some of your peers over various artistic disciplines. According to Matthew, the cultural division is also always thrilled when someone accepts their cultural obligations because it shows more initiative than simply lamenting what could have been done. The cultural division is always elated when one steps up and accepts their cultural responsibilities as this is more of a proactive approach instead of moaning about what could have been done. We will continue to encourage the promotion of literary and all other art forms through individuals like yourself, as well as groups and associations who share your passion. So I would like to wish you all the best on this venture and future publications or any other bodies of work that seek to preserve, promote, and develop traditional and cultural expressions in Dominica. Wilson Matthew, the Acting Chief Cultural Officer. In other news, the Bahamas proclaimed the United Kingdom's King Charles III as its new head of state. The accession of King Charles to the British throne stood calls for reparation payments and an apology for slavery. More than 10 million Africans were shackled in the Atlantic tr slave trade by European nations between the 15th and 19th century. Now, therefore, I... The most honorable Sir Cornelius Smith, Governor General of the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, along with the President and members of the Senate and members of the House of Assembly and the members of the late Majesty's one voice and consent, publish and vote that King Charles III, by the death of our sovereign Queen Elizabeth II, is now formally proclaimed sovereign of the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Hip, hip, hip. Still in other news, a package detonated at North Northeastern University in Boston on Tuesday evening, and a staff member sustained a minor hand injury, according to the police and the school. Boston Police Commissioner Michael Cox said a number of campus buildings were evacuated, and he urged citizens to come forward if they see something out of the ordinary. The Boston Police Department's bomb squad, Boston EMS, and the Boston Fire Department were all on the scene investigating the incident, officials say. 
Now to that breaking news from overnight, a package exploding at Northeastern University, sending a 45-year-old staff member to the hospital. Aaron Katursky is tracking the very latest on the investigation now. Aaron, good morning. Good morning to you. This was just terrifying. It caused evacuations on the campus of Northeastern University and prompted searches at other colleges and universities in and around Boston, but authorities do not believe this was random. A manager at Northeastern's virtual reality lab opened the package and they found a note that railed against virtual reality. It also mentioned Facebook and its founder, Mark Zuckerberg. Sources told ABC News that the hard plastic case contained no actual explosive materials. Instead, it appears it had been pressurized, and when opened, it depressurized, causing the detonation. The lab manager suffered minor injuries to his forearms, but otherwise, Northeastern says the scene is secure. Classes will be held today. But, George, the authorities still have no suspects. Okay, so the search is on. Okay, Aaron, thanks very much. That was the Prime Evening News, but first, here's a recap of the headlines. Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine laments the growing concern over the poor economic climate in Dominica and the fact that banks are continuing to leave the country. The Bahamas proclaimed King Charles III as its new head of state in a ceremony at Parliament Square in the capital Nassau on Sunday, while some called for reparation payments and an apology for slavery. And the manager at Northeastern Virtual Reality Lab was sent to the hospital after he sustained a minor hand injury from a package that detonated at Northeastern University in Boston in the U.S. on Tuesday night. The news was brought to you compliments Discover Dominica Authority, and I have been your presenter, Jade George. Q, top of the hour news.